Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, and welcome back to Petals of Support. This is Mama D. Tonight, we are going to talk about apologizing, and I'm going to give you a few little mom tips, mom advice on how to say you're sorry. We start teaching people, teaching our children to say, I'm sorry, when they're very, very young. I used to work at daycares during summer vacations from high school and sometimes a few times in college. And I can think of so many times when you had to kind of break up a little argument between two kids because somebody shoved somebody else or somebody took a toy and it wasn't their turn or we were lining up and someone was supposed to be line leader and somebody else wanted to be. And usually you get down on their level and you would say, you have hurt my friend's feelings. You need to say, I'm sorry. And the one child would say they were sorry. The other child would say, okay. And then within two minutes, all is forgotten. And that's beautiful. It's beautiful to teach a child that other people have feelings. That is why we apologize, is acknowledging that other people have feelings and our behaviors affect those feelings. And if they affect them in a negative way, we should realize that and say, I'm sorry for doing that. As I've gotten older, I've realized that apologizing is a lot bigger than just saying I'm sorry for cutting in line when it's not your turn. There are so many layers to saying I'm sorry. And most of them are where you didn't intentionally affect somebody, but you still say you're sorry anyway. An example would be when you're maybe at a grocery store and you're looking at something and you take a step back and you bump into somebody. Most of the time we say, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bump into you. I didn't hurt you. But I'm acknowledging that I did something that affected you, even in a small way. I'm sorry. If we're going for the same item on a shelf or we're going to get in line at the same time and we kind of bump into each other, you might say, I'm sorry. Everybody moves on you know, and you really don't think about it again. Then there's the next sorries. And those are the ones when we, again, often unintentionally hurt somebody, but we know that person and we actually see how our actions have affected things in a bigger, bigger way. So in those cases, you would say, I'm sorry for hurting your feelings. And hopefully everybody accepts that and we move on. Some examples would be if a friend let me borrow something and I broke it. When I call my friend and say, hey, you know, you let me borrow that, 
and I accidentally broke it. I'm really sorry. Let me buy you another. It's not the end of the world that I broke whatever item she it, she gave me to borrow, but I did do something that affects her, and I feel bad about that. Um, I could also sometimes say something that in my head was one thing, but when it came out of my mouth, it was taken a little differently, and I see it on my friend's face, and I apologize for that. Sometimes I might even go home and think about it and realize, you know, I responded a little more harsh than I thought I really should have. So I might call her, text her, and say, hey, I didn't mean to say what I said. I'm sorry I said that. Or I didn't mean to say it in that way. I saw that I hurt your feelings. I'm really sorry about that. Again, those are unintentional, but because this is someone a little closer to me and I see how it affects them, it's a different kind of apology. And then, of course, there's the apologies that we give, the I'm sorry's we say when we weren't involved, but we see somebody hurting and we want to acknowledge that they are hurting and they have feelings good example is when someone has passed away. When we see their loved ones, we often say, I'm sorry for your loss. This might also go where, you know, you find out a friend lost their job or is being let go from their job and you say, oh, I am really sorry. I heard that the so-and-so company is letting people go. I know you can find something even better. You know, we'll get through this. If you need any help, let me know. I didn't cause the person to lose their job. I didn't, I wasn't involved in it, but I know that they're hurting and I want to acknowledge that. So again, another kind of sorry. So here are four things though, that I have discovered that are things to remember when we're apologizing. And the first one is that the word, but should never be in an apology. An apology is you acknowledging an action you did that affected another person in a way, usually in a negative way, is why we would be apologizing. And if you can take it farther and even say why, you know, what you did, that shows the other person that you're not just, you know, randomly saying, I'm sorry, but you don't know what you did. You just know they're hurt. You're actually, you know, realizing what you did and you will hopefully learn and not do it again. So an example of, you know, an apology like that would be if I came home and I do laundry and I fold it all up and then usually someone in my house carries it up to where the bedrooms are and then I will leave it in the hall and I say, grab your clothes, put them in drawers. Sometimes I will actually take the clothes out and put them on people's beds because I need my basket back so I can do more laundry. But in the end, their responsibility is to either hang up the clothes or put them in drawers that, again, I've already folded the clothes because it's easier when I get them out of the dryer. Now, if I walked into, let's say, my younger son's room and the clothes are shoved in drawers, so they're hanging out, you can't shut the drawer, and maybe I've had not the best day. So I call him up and I yell at him. I point out what he did wrong and I go on and on about all the work I do and he couldn't just put the clothes away. And then later as the night goes on, I realize that truthfully, I overreacted. It was not something that required that level of me, you know, yelling that it truthfully could have just been said in a better way or it could have just been, hey, open these doors, 
refold it all and put it all back and then just move on. But instead, I took it too far. And my job is to make sure that I teach my kids that there is reactions to things, but there is acceptable reactions and there's not acceptable reactions. And in that case, maybe I did a not acceptable reaction to something as simple as putting clothes away. So I apologize. What I should say is, hey, I'm really sorry that I hurt your feelings by yelling. I shouldn't have yelled like that. And once we kind of get past that, I might say, let's open all the drawers because this looks like a disaster. Probably by this point, he's already fixed it. But if he hadn't, I might say, let's open the drawers. I need you to refold and put the clothes back. And in the future, it's already folded. Open the drawers, stick the stuff in, shut the drawers. This is simple. What I should not say is, I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings by yelling at you. But if you had done it right the first time, we wouldn't have been in this situation. Using that word, but... I have now taken a lot of responsibility off of myself. The point of the apology was for me to say, I, this is what I did wrong. This is the ownership I have in the situation. I took my yelling too far over something that should not have been this big of a deal. And I'm sorry for it. Now what I've said is, yeah, I yelled. I'm, kind, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings, but truthfully, this is all your fault. In a way, I guess we could say, well, yeah, you wouldn't have yelled if he put the clothes away correctly in the first place, but I didn't really fix anything. And really what I've kind of reinforced to him is that you can yell. If somebody makes you mad, yeah, you can yell. You can go apologize about it. But, you know, in the end, you're really not wrong yourself because it's their fault you yelled. And that's not something I want to do. The word but just takes away ownership. When the whole point of apologizing is to take ownership for your part of it. Hopefully, after the apology, you both can start talking and have that communication, which you know, I'm always talking about, and say, hey, in the future, let's do it this way. Put the clothes away correctly. Nobody has a feeling, their feelings hurt then. We learned and we go our separate ways. And I've also learned that, you know, maybe I took, you know, my yelling a little bit too far in that situation. And I took, you know, brought home more from work than I needed to and took it out in somebody else. I shouldn't do that. I'm going to learn something from that. The second thing is that we don't get to tell somebody else else how they feel. And I find that quite often when somebody should apologize and you say to them, hey, you know, you, you probably should apologize to them. They'll look at you and say, well, I don't know why their feelings are hurt. My feelings wouldn't be hurt in that situation. Or I don't know what they're so upset about. I wouldn't be that upset. That's you. And that's great. I'm glad that you wouldn't be, but we're not talking about you. We're talking about them. And you don't know why they're that upset. You don't know if there's a history there that is, you know, also playing a factor in everything. You don't know if maybe you don't realize what you said. Maybe you said hurtful things that to them, they've never heard before. Maybe no one has said that to them. Maybe someone has said it to you and that's why it just doesn't bother you. 
but you don't get to tell somebody else how they feel, just like they don't get to tell you how you feel. Going back to when we are teaching our young ones to apologize, the point of it is to teach them that others have feelings. When we're little, really little, we think that the only people that have feelings are us because we only feel our own feelings. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time for kids to realize that others do have feelings as well. And their actions affect those around them. The goal is for that to be something that's realized young. Some people it isn't. Some people, they even grow up to be much older and they still are unaware of how their behaviors affect those around them. Often these people are the ones who will like to point out how your behaviors affect them, but they don't seem to put the two and two together that their behaviors do affect others and those other people have feelings and you're hurting them. So you don't get to tell somebody that you shouldn't be upset. You don't get to tell somebody how they should react in a situation. We often see on crime shows, you know, I love my crime shows, that the person didn't react to the death of their spouse the way that a normal, you know, quote unquote person would. Well, who determines what's normal? People have different ways of reacting to things. And that is their feelings. Now, of course, you know, laughing about it or, you know, there's sometimes when you watch those shows and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, that that is a little odd way to react. But some people cry. Some people don't. It's kind of like that whole idea that depression, when you hear the word depression, you often think of somebody who's crying all the time, who is down, who is, you know, not wanting to go do things where sometimes depression can come out in other ways. It can come out as anger and you might not put the two and two together, but that is what depression is to them. So you don't get to say how your words should affect somebody else. You just need to look at other person, see their face, see their reaction, and realize that what you did, whether it's words, behavior, whatever it is, did affect somebody else in a negative way. And if you want to fix the situation, if you care about that person, you do need to apologize. And again, don't use the word but. Don't say things like, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings, but I wouldn't have reacted that way. Well, that's not helping. <laughs> you want to say, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. Um, so then the third is that, and this is a hard one, is that you have to realize, though, that if you apologize, someone doesn't have to accept it. And as the person being apologized to, you don't have to accept an apology. This kind of goes with the idea that, Another part of apologizing is acknowledging again, as I've said, you're acknowledging that your behavior affected somebody else, but you're also saying that you're going to try to not repeat that behavior again. Sometimes it's something you have to, it takes some trial and error, especially if that is just the way you behave, that is just the way you communicate, and now you're dealing with somebody who does not respond to that method well. And now you kind of have to be a little bit more conscious when you're talking and realize that, you know, if I say this, 
it might be hurtful to that person where maybe to other people it wouldn't be. It's realizing who you're talking to, realizing who you're dealing with. But if you're not learning, if you have to apologize for the same thing over and over again, the other person might say, I'm tired of this. I am tired of us having an argument, you behaving this way, then you apologizing, and then we have an argument, you know, a few days later. Or you might say, you know, I let this person borrow my stuff. Every time they borrow it, they bring it back broken. They apologize for breaking it. Sometimes they replace it. Sometimes they don't. And then they ask a couple weeks later to borrow something else. And it happens again and again. You don't have to keep taking that apology from the person. You can say, I'm done with this. And you have to realize that if you're the one apologizing, the other person is not under some obligation that if you say, I'm sorry, they have to say, oh, it's okay. They might have said that at first, but you're not changing the behavior that's hurting them. So at some point in time, they might just say, I've had enough and then move on. And this could be a pattern. Now you repeat with more people. So if your behavior is constantly hurting those around you, they're not the problem here. You have created a problem and it's a problem you can fix by just realizing that things you say and things you do do affect others around you and sometimes not in a good way. And the final point that kind of goes against the others is that in some circumstances, you don't have to apologize. The one I can think of that I think is, you know, explains it well, is that if you know that somebody in your life is a threat to themselves, or they talk about things in a way that makes you really concerned about their well-being or the well-being of those around them, and you decide that the right thing to do, which it would be, is to tell an adult if you're young, tell a teacher, tell a parent, tell some friends, tell you know, if you need to go so far as calling the police or going to the hospital and talking to somebody there. And if that person does need help, they might not be so happy with you right away. Hopefully, after they get the help they need, they will come back in the future and say, thank you for realizing that I was not just talking, that I was serious and that I was going to hurt myself. Thank you for looking out for me. Hopefully that happens. But in the moment, this person is not probably going to be too happy with you. They're going to be angry. They're going to be scared. They are losing control and they're not going to like it. And you don't have to apologize. I get that your behavior has had an impact on them, not in a positive way, in a sense, because now they're scared and they're upset. But the end result is you looking out for them. So you don't have to apologize. You don't have to apologize for leaving a bad situation. 
If you feel like your life is in trouble, if you feel like somebody in your world is not supportive, is not looking out for your best interest, if you feel that somebody in your world is more harmful than good, and you feel that you need to leave that situation, and you should, you don't need to apologize to anyone. You don't need to explain yourself to anyone. In that case, you are doing what's best for you. And maybe you are going to upset somebody, the person who you're leaving, the person who you no longer want to hang out with if, if it's a friend or a coworker who you don't want to go to lunch with anymore. They're probably not going to be happy about it, but you're doing what's best for you. And in those situations, you don't need to apologize to anybody. You're looking out for you. And if you hurt their feelings, well, maybe we go back to that, you know, previous point where maybe they need to look at their own lives and think, hey, people leave me. What am I doing that is causing the problem? Because, you know, if the one problem, if everybody's leaving me, what am I doing wrong here? And they can learn and hopefully they'll do some thinking and change the behavior they're doing that's hurting those around them. But you don't need to apologize for that. So again, apologizing, saying I'm sorry, is not as simple as it is, you know, as what we teach our children. There's a lot more involved and we're all learning. I could give you an easy example. One of my prime things that I do is that when I talk to my oldest, he will sometimes be in a bad mood and I hear it in his voice. I know he's upset. Maybe he didn't do well on something or, you know, his homework is not going the way he wanted it to. And he'll say, you know, I just, I'm having a bad night. I can't get this done. I'm just going to go to bed. And I immediately think let's problem solve this. So I say something along the lines of, hey, you know, you seem to have a lot of trouble staying up at night to do your work. What you ought to do is start doing it earlier in the day. Maybe right after class, maybe start setting an alarm, getting up and having breakfast, you know, the breakfast that I'm paying for that you only eat two meals a day when I'm pretty sure I pay for three. But you could get up and have breakfast and then get some work done and then you're ready to face your day. And I can hear on his side of the conversation, he is shutting down. He is, you know, doing those, oh, yeah, yeah. And then he doesn't want to talk. So I'll apologize. I will say, hey, you know, I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings. You didn't need that from me. You know what you need to do. I understand it's not so easy getting up super early and busting into the accounting homework. I get that. I understand that after your classes, the last thing you want to do is go back to your room and, you know, get into, you know, more accounting. He seems to have a lot of accounting homework, to be honest. Um, or after dinner, you know, you want to go back to your room and hang out with your friends. You don't want to be like, now I have accounting homework. I'm trying to suggest ways to do it better or do it the way I would do it. But I understand I'm not helping and you know what works for you. And I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. I am getting better at this. And again, so this is a behavior that I'm trying to change because I realize that every time I do it, I end up having to apologize. And when I say having, I don't have to. But I want to because I'm not helping. My words are having an effect on him, even if my intentions are good. And sometimes that's the hardest apologies because your intentions were good. 
What is in my head is one thing. What comes out of my mouth can be a little bit different. And then, of course, what he hears can be even, you know, more different because of the frame of mind he's in. So I'm getting better at that. And I want to fix it because I'm not helping. Maybe I need to think of other ways to communicate with him. Or maybe I really should just realize that he's getting it done. He doesn't need mom help right now. But I'm learning. And that is, I think, what the whole point of apologizing is. It's acknowledging what you're doing and how it affects somebody else. It's acknowledging that person has feelings. And it's learning how to handle things in a better way so we don't keep repeating the same, you know, little cycle where I say something or do something that hurts them. And then I have to apologize because I feel bad and I should feel bad, but I'm going to do it again. That's not helpful. So it's not, apologizing is not as easy as we wish it was. Hopefully though, we will keep improving and hopefully we'll quit, you know, hurting those around us. And another hope, I hope that these tips helped you this evening. There should be a second episode this week, but where I live, we are under a winter weather warning. I don't know what's going to happen. So if we have power the rest of the week, I will be putting out another episode. If not, I will be back next week with two, but keep your fingers crossed that we don't get the ice and the sleet and all that, that they are worried that we'll get. Hopefully we'll just, and hopefully won't get 12 inches of snow either, which is what they think we might get. So if you have a moment, send some Florida vibes my way, unless it's cold still in Florida, in which case send Jamaica. I could use that. If you have any thoughts, any opinions on this episode, please reach out to me. You can find me on Twitter at Petals of Support. You can email me at petals.s at aol.com. That's P-E-T-A-L-S dot S at aol.com. And also in the show notes at the bottom, there is a link to be a listener sponsor. And that is just a way that you can help me continue doing this with the ability to do a couple episodes a week. Otherwise, I hope that you're staying warm and staying safe, and I love you all. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. I knew I wanted to make a podcast. I even knew what I wanted to talk about. I was a mom, and I had extra mom advice to give. I wanted a way to reach as many listeners as possible and share some extra love and support, but I had no clue how to get started. I was afraid it required a lot of equipment, a lot of time to create the episode, and then you had to edit the episode, and then how did you put it on different platforms? I didn't even know where to start. Thankfully, I found Anchor. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer. I record my episodes from my dining room table using a microphone and my iPad. I have recorded in my car using my phone. The quality is great. It's easy to do. And that way, if you're out and about and an episode hits you, you can record right there. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. So you're not just recording and having your episodes heard on Anchor. It's so easy to then take your podcast episode and put it out on all these other platforms. So no matter how your listeners want to listen to you, 
they can find you without any problems. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And if you're like me and not great with technology, Anchor is so easy to use. And best of all, Anchor's free. All I use is the equipment that I already had at my house and the Anchor app. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. I talk in my episodes about making plans. It makes things easier, takes some stress off. So step one, if you decide you want to make your own podcast, which I know you can do, is decide what you want to make the podcast on. But step two is download the Anchor app. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.